Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jax Rangers Show. I am joined with Bozo6. Bozo, how the hell are you? I'm uh, doing better after the second try on the intro. A lot better. <laughs> I, I will say that Spider is such a great hype man. What a great dude he is to help me out with that. And we've got TK here, the general manager of the Free Jacks. TK, how the hell are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Evening, gentlemen. And amazing video footage. Appreciate that. Yeah, I knew immediately that I was like, this is going to be an intro for us. So I might as well just go ahead and throw that out there. It reminds me of like how they used to do Jackass back in the day. Like, this is Johnny Knoxville and welcome to Jackass. And they would do something stupid, like jump off a bridge or something. So yeah, I wanted to get that in there. But TK, uh, the Free Jacks won the championship. Uh, What was your overall impressions of just the season in 2023? That's what I wanted to start off with. Yeah, um, man, that's a it's a, an open-ended question, if you will, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Look, it's, it's still pretty surreal at the moment. Um, overall impressions, I, I think it was an obviously it was an exceptionally good season. Um, uh, like a fine wine, we we got better as as we aged throughout the year, and and um, the connections grew, and we got to know each other better. And mm-hmm. I think you could see that on the field. And um, no, look, yeah. Really good season. Really proud of the efforts, and I don't think it was just this season. I think it was last year, yep. and it was also twenty twenty one, and even twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could make a claim that even twenty nineteen played into it. So, yeah, it's, I'm super proud of this organization, and you know I know Bozo is as well. But what really stuck out to me is the award ceremony that I was, you know, had a great privilege to be able to to uh, be at, and and just how close the guys were and you know congratulating each other on winning awards i knew at that time i was like this team is special they love each other and they're going to go win a championship for each other i just thought that was a really really special moment right there it really made everything like connect for me that like, this team is really really good and they're super special and they care about each other so uh thoughts on you know what happens in your mind as the final whistle blew in chicago what, what's going through your mind at that point <laughs> um uh there were definitely a couple of tears um there was like elation uh was probably the right word and um i gave it like a max effort sprint but like i collided with george petrakos the snc on the way out uh there's some hilarious footage we both hit the ground and then i'm shaking him off to get to the mot to the you know the uh, melee of people um mm-hmm. But no, it was uh, it was pretty cool. You know, it actually felt like a dream a little bit. Um, yes. Yeah, but um, yeah. Then once that settled down, I actually felt I actually felt for San Diego because you know we could have very easily been on the other side of that coin and. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, look. Yeah. No, I was, I was a happy man. I suppose. Same here, man. But it did feel like a dream. I think that's a great way to describe it because there was there was a bit of you know shock. Yeah, I think throughout the crowd, definitely for myself, I was just absolutely shocked. Of course, I had confidence in my Free Jacks winning the championship. They deserved to be there. They could have easily beat uh, San Diego. They came out and you know got the job done with a one-point margin of victory and won the game. But there was just a level of shockness, I think, throughout the crowd to a certain extent and uh, almost a bit of numbness. And I think it, you put it the best way as possible is it felt like a dream. Um, so yeah, I mean, and Bozo, you know, we've got the best reaction of all time. When you, you say, can't check those out, by the way, oh, so Go good. The clips are unreal. <laughs> you've got a little bit of, de- of a delay going on. You go, oh, we're champs. Huzzah! Oh, it's so good. Guys, if you haven't seen that, check out the clips oh, that we man. posted about the oh, final. Man. I forget it, that the camera's right in my face when it's... I'm like watching the game. 
dude because i'm in the comfort of my own home man i'm just chilling <laughs> i'm relaxing you know and so then, good. well i wasn't really relaxing to be honest i was like i think at the yeah. end of the game so yep. but yeah yeah it was cool amazing time so happy for all the free jacks out there the fans and the, and the players and the organization uh you had asked me a similar question during our little um role reversal interview that people are really really digging by the way at that pub crawl that we did for the championship parade and rally that was last week so i gotta ask you what is your least favorite memory as a free jacks employee of all time or yeah all time what's what's the worst like like what is the lowest moment um Oh, yeah, great question. Like, there's a few that stuck out. So losing to Nola and pretty much losing the playoffs in 2021 at home. Woof. Yeah, that was rough. Um, yeah, I'll remind us. Yeah. Play, player, <laughs> player injuries. You know, we last this year. Um, there was a, a tough, a tough one for him. Um, mm -hmm. Player injuries. Uh, we I felt like we got humiliated a bit by San Diego uh, back in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely felt like a, a bit we got a bit of redemption um this year back over That's them. Um though those would probably be three three of the low, but they're not that low, eh? No one died. Um <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not that low. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you listened to the Eastern Conference final last year. That was that was a that was my that's the low mo moment for me as a fan of the Free Jacks for sure. That that was tough, man. That off season, it felt like it felt like somebody died. You know, our playoffs <laughs> hopes were killed in that game. So yeah, what what a, that was a bummer. Could, but you know, it could be worse, Phil. It, it could, could be, be worse. worse. You could it be could San be. Diego fans of this season. You know, what? it could be worse where you win the championship and then lose and get upset by a team that won three games last year. Woof. Anywho. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I threw that out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> New York Love sucks. It. We keep um, firing. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the grave dancing has only just begun. You know, <laughs> right now we're yeah. in like the honeymoon phase of winning the championship. Just wait, man. There's gonna be some wild stuff that we post. Man, I thought I was crazy lobbing rounds at San Diego, and there no, you are. Man. You're just like, hey, New York is already dead. They're yep. buried. The funeral's over, and Phil's just out here. I'm like, just <laughs> tap dancing. I got my tap dancing shoes on. I'm having a blast over here, man. Oh, it feels yeah. so good. Uh, but TK, I wanted to ask you, uh, can you confirm with us tonight that you'll be back for another season in 2024 as the general manager of the Free Jacks? Can we get that out of the way? Yes. Uh, yeah, nice. This is great because you and, and Scott Matthew have this really, really great working relationship. And, and Scott's back as well. We confirmed that on Saturday of last week at the, the championship parade. So um year three of his three-year contract he's coming back the best coach in mlr we've got the best gm so i think that makes a lot of rangers out there super super confident heading into 2024 so that that's awesome we got those two victories right there after the big one in the mlr final um the mlr draft is right around the corner it's august the 17th with the growth of the free jacks academy how does the whole homegrown talent thing work within the draft so if we've got a guy that you know you've identified maybe a year or two ago that's been coming up you know maybe he's in college right now and, and graduating but he's been a part of the you know uh indies and everything else how does that work how can you you know protect him from going to other teams is, is that something that's possible yeah uh yeah great question and yeah i think we'll begin to see it hopefully more and more moving forward um and essentially if you can show a a uh, strong affiliation um how good chris leninger the great man <laughs> uh patrolling the sidelines if you can see a strong if you can um prove a strong affiliation between your academy 
for example, that player's played for the independence. He's gone to college in New England, mm-hmm. been to whatever it is. He's been to high school in New England. He's been involved with your organization. Then you can t- uh, tag them as a homegrown player and they can circumvent the draft. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So that, that's, I love that. That's, that's awesome, man. That, that's fantastic. Because obviously the financials within this league are not where we all want them to be for the players. And if you're coming out of college, you know, maybe you've got the opportunity to go work somewhere, you know, uh, or close by, but let's say you get drafted by NOLA, you're going to make a hard decision there. Maybe like you want to play rugby, that's where your heart is, but it doesn't make sense for your wallet. So if you can stay close by in Boston, perhaps, you know, and, 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 you know, be a homegrown talent, you know, for the free jacks and still get paid on the side and also, you know, work and whatever. I think that would be an ideal scenario going forward, but also just the concept of having an academy and developing players. You don't want to lose those guys to one of your opponents, one of your rivals in the draft. So it makes a ton of sense on multiple, multiple levels. So I'm very excited to see that come along. And obviously the free jacks have been developing their academy for quite a long time. It's something that they focused on, you know, it's all a part of that community building for the free jacks. Um, So yeah, really, really happy to to see that to come to fruition uh let's talk about the draft picks really quick um what draft picks do the jacks have i know that there was a graphic that was released today uh by mlr but can you give us uh some specific information for the people that may not have seen that yeah so at the moment we've got uh one round one pick um mm-hmm. so i think it's number three we obviously finished top so we got the last pick in the first round yep. and then we've 13. got two that's right, 13. And then two second round picks, uh, ours and DC's from, from a trade uh, with DC from last year. So no third round pick, but three picks total at this stage. Was that second round pick that we picked up for DC, was that for the Quentin Newcomer trade that, uh, that they got him? That's right, yep. And the one that we lost for the third round pick, was that Connor Keyes? Yes, great. Either well researched or great memory, a bit of both. Nah, just, just a great memory, man. Like, well, you know, I, I kind of enjoy all this stuff. I kinda, so it's all it's all in the back of my mind somewhere, and you know, all of my U.S. history factoids are back there too that are just stored in a crypt somewhere. Um, so yeah, man, like this is super exciting. I think when you look at those deals, like, hey, you know. Trader TK over here is just, you know, dominating other GMs out there. Uh, All of those are great, great. I mean, to get Connor Keyes on a third round pick with the contributions that he did on this year, unreal. That's that's a 10 out of 10, man. Um, Do you foresee any movement? Uh, Because you said those are what we have for now. Any movement of those picks for players before the draft, perhaps? Yeah, I think I think there'll be a fair bit of movement over the next month. Uh, like, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. We're waiting on on a schedule to come out, and and there's a whole, uh, I guess, uh, raft of information that we need to make really good, accurate decisions. But uh, one point, obviously, is the fact that we've all got pretty well built out rosters. Um, and is it realistic that you're going to bring in three players from the draft and give them a a genuine opportunity um and, and what 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 do your needs look like so we're assessing that at the moment and working out right what what do we need what do these opportunities we can or can't provide look like mm-hmm. um and making sure we do right by the players as well so uh, we're definitely excited by it like i was watching the collegiate shield today mm-hmm. um a couple of good new englanders involved uh, in that in that game nice. and and uh yeah we're definitely going to be doing our research and making sure we you know um yeah, have the best draft day that we can, or whatever that looks like. You know, the Jacks Ranger Show is also going to be doing their research, but thank God we don't get to make the picks uh, because that would not go well. But, uh, you know, we want to get into, you know, we, we love 
talking about the draft. That's kind of like a thing that New Englanders are kind of, you know, a little sleepy about, especially the NFL draft, because people don't really pay too much attention to collegiate football around here. But, you know, I I definitely want to focus on that. We did that last year with bringing on Zach Lanning, one of the experts of the collegiate uh, rugby, American rugby landscape around here. Um, and, And that's just got so many intersections and all that sort of stuff. But he's a great guy to have on. We'll definitely have him on again if he's available to discuss the draft. But I wanted to ask you, what positions of need, I mean, it's still early, early in the process, I understand, but what positions are you kind of highlighting that the Jacks may need to, you know, focus on in the offseason, whether that be draft picks or bringing guys in or whatever? Yeah, I, I think if probably tradition, if you, if you look back at um, players that have done well through the collegiate draft, you've got some wingers, you've got mm-hmm. some loose forwards, you've got some props, Um and I think those positions where you can just be an you can be an athlete, you can be you can do your job and nail your job because there is such a big jump in level. And for these yeah. guys to come out at twenty three, like you said, they've got financial pressure. It's a high level, um, and they've got to make that jump quickly. Um, you know, otherwise they they fall off. So with you know, I mean, you look at Justin Johnson, Spencer Kruger, uh, Zach Bastier is they're three of our highest performing draft picks to date. Uh, and they're in those positions, aren't they? So, you know, we'll be looking at all positions, but I think those uh, those positions where we can see the athleticism come to the fore will, will be uh, will be good to us. Yeah, Zach Masters is a guy I constantly highlight when talking about the draft for the Free Jacks. You know, third-round pick, if I'm recalling correctly, just an absolute gem, a diamond in the rough that guy is. Anytime that he plays, he's giving 110%. He's going all out on the pitch. Uh, and just a great talent, you know, fast, can run like the wind. That's why they call him the Puma. But uh, so glad that we have that guy. And he's a New England Patriots fan, guys, if you're not aware of that, uh, from his family uh, there in Colorado. Uh, Quick question about um, the assistant coaches. So we've got Scott Matthew coming back as the head coach, which is fantastic. Mike Rogers is back in New Zealand as the head coach of Manawatu. What is uh, the status of assistant coach Will Webster uh, with the club, and is there a hiring process going on right now to fill any vacancies for assistant coaches? Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, I'd probably precursor it by saying you never really know in professional sport, do you? Like, yeah. um, you know, someone could come knocking for Scotty in Japan, and uh, who are we to hold him back, you know? Um, I'll, I'll hold him back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be hanging on to his other legs with you. Um, Maybe another airport trip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 We'll, For we'll sure. divert the plane back to Boston Logan. That's or, right. That's right. Um, no, but um, yeah, at this stage, I think it's it's really likely that Will will be back, and um, mm-hmm. so hopefully, in terms of we'll have a lot of continuity and love it. Uh, of yeah, we're we're going well. We're approaching the interviewing stages for the uh, the vacancy that obviously Mike Mike's departure has left us with. Mozo, this is your chance. Diamond Dave, this is your chance. Get in on it right now. Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, after my 538 Bronco time, I think I'm highly qualified to run water. Just saying. No I doubt. am ready. You would be. But, I don't know. You got to get rid of that sniper up there in the yellow building across the street at, at Four Quince. If he hits my hamstring again, I think that might be putting me into permanent retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, man. Uh, let's quickly get, this is going to be my last question for you, TK. You're on the hot seat here. I understand. So I got one more, uh, Mike Rogers dropped a bomb on this show last month 
On his way out the door, he confirmed the long-awaited strategic partnership that I've been asking about for what seems like two years for the Jacks. You know, it's Manawatu, but he also mentioned additional potential strategic partnerships with other NPC teams. What other NPC teams are the Jacks working with? Uh, maybe maybe the best to describe it, like sharing information or staff, however that's working. Uh, is there other ones out there? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm back in I'm back in August um, for a portion of August and. Uh, I fly into Auckland and, and I'm going to zigzag uh, with the wife down the North Island and stopping at a bunch of different unions. So uh, Hawke's Bay, uh, we've, got, we've got Paula at Hawke's Bay, which is awesome. And Oh, wow. Um, okay. Jo yeah, Josh Sims helped to orchestrate that deal this year. Um, so it just goes to show it's all, all really relationships, isn't it? And, and Zach Bastier is going to go and join Hawke's Bay um, as a development player. So that's... Uh, that's an awesome opportunity for a guy that's like fantastic. that, you know. So, so yeah, excited for them. Yeah, that's it's cool. going to be. It's been one of our big work ons. Is you know we've got a five six month off season, so either guys need to be making money, getting a good life experience, or getting better as a rugby player. Ideally, all three. Yeah. Um, so we've put a, a lot of time into helping these guys and, and getting as many of them into other environments. When you know at this stage we can't cater for them year round. Mm -hmm. um, so like that's the next best thing we can do, I think, to to keep get, getting better and, and helping them as people. You said um, that was taking place in August, TK. In August, yeah, yeah. So heading over in August, um, and um, yeah, like obviously Otago is where I'm from. I'm going to be popping in there, and um, yeah, like uh, Mike's a great relationship as well. Of course, having of course. Uh, you know known both spaces so well. Uh, I, I don't know if you've got any room in your carry-on for Bozo and I to head down there with you <laughs> to, to yeah, enjoy Delta, the flex some tickets. Let's go. Let's go, Delta. Get on it. Um, yeah, that'd be a blast. You know, we've been talking, we've been joking about that for a while now. You know, heading down to NPC and seeing some games, especially down there at the Turbo Jacks. You know, so many of our players getting an opportunity down there with Mike to uh, to really uh, shine through down there in NPC. So that's going to be a blast. But. Uh, yeah, that, that was really all I had for you, TK. I know that uh, Bozo's got some questions that Dave wrote up here. Diamond Dave, unfortunately, unable to join us. He's traveling across the country right now or maybe running from authorities. Who really knows what's happening with Dave? But, uh, yeah, Dave uh, Dave's unable to join us, so we got Bozo here to to lead us home here. Let's go. Let's hey, go. Like any good player, I'm coming off the bench. You know what I mean? Put me in the game, coach. It's the 60th minute. Change, change the front row. Put me in. And, and I got legs for, for 20 minutes at least. So, yeah. Phil put it out there, full disclosure, it is very easy to pick up the ball and run with Dave's questions, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll add my own little flavor on them, but but these are full disclosure. There's Dave's questions, and I have like one of my own at the end where, TK, you're going to be in the hot seat. Yeah. Let's go. We got to have a chat man to man here on the, on the public on the public show here. We got wow. – so I'll let that marinate, right? That's a, that's a interview technique. I'll let you marinate on that as we get through the questions. So, uh, you know, Dave, Dave's one of Dave's first questions. I really like this one. Uh, one of the jokes that I always have in our outrider chat is I call it the Bunnings MLR because there was basically an invasion of NPC players. So I feel like Bunnings should just sponsor MLR, get rid of fast and all, and just, and, you know, just make it clean like that. But uh, with the NPC starting, uh, NPC season starting, and the, there's so many MLR players or NPCs players that became MLR players. And now they're back over there. And you being a native New Zealander, are you watching as a fan? Is it hard to, or are you like pen and paper? You're in the lab, you're working, you're looking at looking at guys and potentially sniping over here to the Free Jacks. Like, how's that going for you? Yeah, no, uh, both. I would say, I would say more, more enjoying it, um, but obviously we're 
we're watching um and i think that the best thing you can do is have strong relationships so you can be you know you, you don't have to work it all out for yourself you can be asking like right who are the next best in line in their position who aren't going to be making super rugby this year um and you can get that information relatively quickly but yeah like i can't can't wait like you guys said the turbo jacks that's hilarious um we're gonna have the that's most my I'm, I'm calling that by the way that's brilliant i wonder <laughs> i don't know that the local community in manawa too have taken too kindly to the um the free jacks invasion of of um thomas the north but um no it's great for us and uh, can't wait to watch it nice so all right so if i can sum if I can summarize the vibe correctly, you're a fan when Otago's playing, so you're like, let's go. But then if it's two other teams, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Or at least now Manawatu, you're probably a Manawatu fan. You got to be. Got to be, otherwise Mike could kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And then um, are you watching, like, how, how close of an eye are you keeping on the international test? I know we had a lot of uh, Canadians and, and stuff on the team, and then obviously Mitch is with USA, and they're not. They're not playing in the World Cup, but they are playing uh, summer summer tests. Like, how how close of an eye are you keeping on that that sort of thing? Yeah, I think it's vital that we maintain healthy relationships with both unions, the North American unions, and um, understand the depth uh, charts there and and who the next in line players are. And you know, we got a, a really good jump on some of those Canadian boys like Foster Dewitt and Isaac Olson and. Um, you know, you've you've got to do that if you want to be in this in this sort of a role. And um, you know, there's there's a scarcity of high quality North American players, so you've got to be over that stuff, eh? Um, yeah. So, but yeah, we'll be we'll be watching. They've got a tour. The Canadians fly on the 24th, so four days from now to uh, Fiji, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that'll be you know it'll be cool. Hopefully, those games are televised. I'm not sure if they are or not, but I assume they probably are. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just a quick aside for people that might not know if you're listening or watching the show, um, you have to have a certain amount of domestic players on your roster for game days. And that's why it's important, like TK said, to stay on top of that because if you have a significant talent drop off because you don't have good domestic talent on your team, it's going to hurt hurt the team. And luckily, we, we had that in spades. We were good to go, so to speak, with Canada South taking us over. And then um, can we expect roughly an equivalent roster turnover to uh, as last year? Or what's that looking like? What's the what's the team status looking like so far? Yeah, um, it's it's early days, of course, and and like there's so much um, like we're we're awaiting information as normal um, from the league uh, on you know our, our various uh, parameters that we've got to operate within, um, but we're hoping for far less turnover uh, than we had this past year. Like I think when the season got underway, we had something like a fifty eight percent retention rate. Um, which sounds awfully low, really. But I think in MLR with a five-month off-season, you think about we had Stan get injured, we had Slade get injured. They were both guys that were going to be coming back. There's going to be unforeseen circumstances. Um, Harry Barlow joined the military, and that so is the nature of the – such is the nature of the league at the moment. But, uh, yeah, like we're hopeful to, to have that be, you know, one of the highest marker points in the league, hopefully, uh, this season and heading into next, which would be great for us. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm. Uh, I think I can speak for most fans when I say uh, we're kind of fans are hoping for not the championship post championship blow up. We're hoping for like the consolidation and like everyone's like come you know closer together. And then obviously you always lose a few, but then you get you're attracted in that high value player because they see what's going on here. So it it ends up working out in our favor. I think everyone's kind of hoping for for that kind of outcome. 
Um, hold on. I'm scrolling through Dave's questions here. <laughs> and then uh, you mentioned that you were going back to New Zealand and touring around the different unions. Are you going to take some downtime when you're over there? Like what's your time off looking like this year? Um, yeah, good, good, good question. Um, the, it's actually a really tough couple of months post season um, where, you know, we've got to get through all of our staff and player contracting. Typically there's no, been no movement in the salary cap. So it makes it incredibly difficult when you spend a hundred percent of available um, dollars. And then, you know, it's like someone needs a, you deserve a pay raise, but you know, if I give you a pay raise, then that means someone else has got to take less or we've got to move someone on. And, and you know, there'll be some tough decisions as normal um, this off season. But it's also one of the, the fun parts of the job is, you know, getting entwined in that stuff intellectually and, and doing the best job you can for the club. So, um, yeah, the next couple of weeks will be um, heavy reviews and uh, uh, post-mortem of the season and wrapping up our housing and, uh, working out where we where we could have been better and where we need to get better um, holistically around the club. And then once I'm on the road in August, I'm really looking forward to, you know, I can do that stuff remotely, the contracting and, and connecting with players and agents and uh, planning for next year. So, you know, I'll be able to spend some time with the family and then spend some hours on the laptop and on the phone and, um, yeah, I enjoy that stuff, eh? So that'll be good, you know. I'll, I'll send you guys some photos from the, from the beach and, uh, you know, from, oh uh, yeah, I, I've been known to send DMs from the beach. I, I do uh, do videos to the players from. I call it Bozo at the beach, and I send them a little segment uh, <laughs> with, with my with my personal thoughts and musings. You know, provide <laughs> yeah. some entertainment for the guys. Um, well, let's rewind a little bit. Let's let's go back to the championship. I know post championship, like right after that final whistle to to now, like you're now in recovery mode, and then maybe it was a little fuzzy for a couple of days due to the celebrations. But what were your thoughts on the neutral venue at SeatGeek? Like, what, so I'll, I'll, I'll take Dave's question. I'll extrapolate into three questions. What were your thoughts when they announced it? Or you, may, you may have been asked that before. I don't know. And then what were your thoughts when you actually got there? And then now that you've had some time to reflect, did it change your mind in anything? Or Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, I was just glad there was early communication, you know, like uh, I thought that was great from the league. They communicated early and made a plan. And um, and yeah, that's that's uh, the biggest box tick, doesn't it? Like just communicating yeah. with, with everyone who's bought into this whole thing, Major League Rugby, this is what we're doing. And this is why, which you can understand based on the, you know, what happened last year. Um, Phil, you weren't too pleased with that, eh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. We, weren't, we weren't initially, but... Yeah, it took us a while to come around, but we, we yeah. thought about it logically. Logic set in. Once emotion subsided, logic set in, and we were like, wait a second. This is a good idea. Right. Yeah, I had a couple of good conversations with, like, Rick. I really like and respect Rick, even though he's from New York, and Rick Salizo, um, who's the sort of the chief executive slash GM of New York, and then Adam Fry from L.A., and both of them said it was so hard turning around. You know, you host an event maybe, then you've got seven days to – Make sure you've got a venue, get all your vendors, sell tickets, let everyone know what time kickoff is, all, all that sort of shabazz. And I think listening to them, it's definitely the right decision for where we are as a league. And um, I, I guess in regard to the event itself, I, I was really um, blown away. Like, I mean, Phil, you were there. It was uh, like the DJ Diesel set during the oh, warm-up. was ridiculous. Unreal, was, man. So, so good. Loud. And the funny thing was we were 
the away team because we had the the yeah, we had less points than San Diego, so they were excited. They had the better changing room, and they were on that side of the field. But then they found out that um, Shaq was playing on that side of the field. Yep. The music was, and they're like, "No, no, no, we want to be on that side." And we're like, "No, no, you know, that's yeah. our side. That's the visitor's side." Yep. So nice. We got, got a weird, got a weird advantage there. And then you know, our theme this year was the Red Sox. So, mm-hmm. um, or, or Road to Fenway. Sort of the the theme was that. You know, Mike's told you guys this. To uh, one of our goals was to score the most tries in the league, and we came pretty close to that. And the other one was to build a huge attendance, and I think we did a pretty good job of that, and make it so that you know it's a viable prospect to actually play a game at some point in time when 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 it works in Fenway Park. And for to have shipping up to Boston play post match, that was the dreamy part for me. It was like you know this is all too good to be true. the band that formed in quincy playing for the team from quincy that just won it all yeah some some conspiracy theorists are out there tk and they say that it was all staged they say that it was one that it was one deep hook set last year's eastern conference final that it's all been written you know impossible but you know it it was pretty good good. (laughs) this isn't italian soccer guys that's not (laughs) how it works here my my only other thing that uh, that i was actually pondering today sorry i sometimes i zag in interviews and my add kicks in i was driving into work this morning and i thought to myself i just it just suddenly hit me i don't know why i was just driving along and and i thought man would they have played shipping up to boston if san diego won or would they just scratch that from the set did they have an alternate set list if san diego won they had one right you know what's wild is like they had in the background they had a bunch of like boston scenes of like you know drone footage of fenway and stuff like that i'm wondering like also as well yeah. as like, oh, were they gonna play that if we got stomped in the ground in the final like boy that would have been real deflating that would have been a kick yeah. in the nuts you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like i'm just i'm just confused like they had to have had some kind of alternate plan because just like you said that, that was the whole point of this neutral venue right get everyone on the same page plan it out think it out like I want to see, uh, I want to see the MLR alternate ending uh, concert plan. <laughs> get those. So TK, if you can snipe those from a meeting, if you're in with the other GMs, if you find the secret binder, you know, just give it the good old swipe. You know, the little sticky fingers. Just grab that thing and run. Photocopies yeah. mailed to at jack at jacksrangersgmail.com. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> All right, enough of that nonsense. Enough of that nonsense. So, um, do you think that uh, the league's going to continue uh, after this year's success? The final, I think it's, I think it's a no-brainer. Do you think that they continue with the neutral venue? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think they do. And yeah. then, just based off geographic, quick follow-up to that one is, I, I think naturally they go back to Chicago. It has the capacity. Everyone seemed to like the hotel parking, all that other stuff. Do you think they just go back there and they and they just re-up it for that next year? I'm not opposed to that at all. I think it's. A- perfect stadium um size we can you know it can take another 10k if we were able to get there and um you know why not it teaches behavior for people to get to chicago for it and and i think also like there aren't too many other places you'd want to play such a high stakes match in the middle of summer you know yeah Uh, true and it's right in the middle of the country so again if you have any of these things like you know seattle's always a strong club they're so far out west they're one of the farthest road trips so that's makes it better for them than than to come to like a like what they had to do against New York. That that must have been tough. So all right. No, I just I think everyone else was kind of kind of thinking that too. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And then um what can fans expect from the Shield tour across New England? They've released some towns. I think some people are scratching their head with Keene, New Hampshire. Why Keene? Manchester's the Queen City. We got conquered the capital right up the highway. Why are you going out in the out in the West Boonies there? 
Yeah, I think we're quite happy to take requests. Um, a, a lot of this has been tied into our regional training groups. Um, like I know I've had a couple of breweries reach out. Uh, so I'm probably on Mike Rogers' behalf. I'll, I'll have to nip down there and, and take the shield down just to make sure that, you know, those places are frequented. Um, but no, there's, uh, it's going to be awesome, you know, that we've got a, there's a bus in the making too. There's a Free Jacks bus uh, that's nice. been that's been renovated wow. over the last three or Did four the months. Did the Davidowitz have anything to do with that? <laughs> I think it's Mags' special bus. Uh, and I've uh, seen a couple oh, of photos. Yeah. I know it exists. I know it had a lot of uh, uh, work to do to get roadworthy. Um, but, you know, that thing hopefully will be online and uh, we'll be going around and, and running some youth sessions and, and scouting some players across the areas and we'll be there with players and the shield. And But, yeah, if there's anywhere you guys think it should be, then... Uh, like I saw a request for, uh, where was it? In Northern Mass, someone wanted to have it up there where they hold some watch parties um, and some cool stuff like that. So I think we're really open to, you know, getting it right around, you know, New England before it goes into the trophy cabinet. I don't want to give too much away, but I will just say this. In the main highway that you take to get to Mags' house, I don't know if you've ever been up there. I've never been up there, but I know what town he lives in. I am three minutes off that highway. Pick me up, bro. I'm here. Just there pick me up, go live. I'll have Phil waiting in tow. We'll have some ice cold storm alongs. Pick us up for a bus ride. That'd be cool. Um, which that's kind of alluding to our, our mono and mono talk there, our tough talk that we have to have here in a couple of minutes here. Um, and then I guess this is like the last, um, the last like Dave question is, uh, are you involved in the U23 series between USA and Canada, the women over there at, at Fort Quincy? Yes, I'm, I'm going to be there uh, Wednesday next week. Um, I think it's it's outstanding. You know, like um, what what you know, we're we're all about trying to develop all rugby uh, in our area and do the best we can to to I guess raise all tides. Um, so, like, I think it'll be a really high quality game. It'll be great for the women's game. It'll be a great event. We can keep it going. The Shield will be there. Our players will be there. Uh, you know, it'd be great to see everyone again and just keep this thing going, make it more of a year round, you know, more events, more fun. Uh, so yeah, like that's, that's brilliant. And I think there's going to be more events like that. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And now for our serious question, TK, our serious question, speaking of buses, I heard on another show that they got to be on the parade bus. Is that true? Uh, what show? Uh, what show was that? I don't want to promote them on our show. That's uh, I'm petty. I'm petty, but <laughs> hey, it look. began, it began with an S and ends in a Z. There's two guys and they're from Quincy. They have a show. They hang out with the Eagle and ap apparently they got to be on the parade bus. Yeah, what is so, this? What is this nonsense? I do remember them getting tickets. Yeah. No, I look, things are pretty, pretty foggy uh, from, <laughs> from that day and that bus ride. So as long as there's no film of, of the bus, then I'm happy. <laughs> that's go. all good that's all good it's all friendly it's all uh it came out i watched the episode uh it's it's the steel and nash show i'm not that petty uh steel and nash show it was a good show they had the eagle uh kyle sakara and they were just recounting what they could remember uh from the evening uh <laughs> and uh, that's self-admittedly that's them on the show they were saying that they were like yeah we were having a we we're having a time uh so they so they say but yeah party bus don't forget about me i'm on the way up to mags's it's it's literally i i, I kid you not my house my home is a three minute detour i'm right there nestled in the woods a little couple miles off the highway it's too easy pick me up on the bus i'll go live i'll get the details from phil i'll 
I'll enter in because it's not on my phone. I'll have to enter in the password or whatever, and I'll go live for the show. It'll be funny. Great. Yeah, I'll link you in with Wheelsy, and let's make it happen. All righty. And maybe you guys can come do, do a Granite Bistro episode. It'd be great. Yeah, that we're, uh, now we're talking. <laughs> Dorchester yeah. room guys might get mad at me again, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, TK, we got a couple of fan questions, if you don't mind staying on just a couple more minutes here. Uh, we've got Dylan uh, chiming in here. Could we see more elite level matches at the vet? You can tell that Dylan's only been there one time. He's talking about Fort Quincy guys. Uh, like the U23 <laughs> matches this weekend in the futures. Could we see more elite level matches there at Fort Quincy? Yeah, most definitely. Like how, how cool would it be to to have, you know, an actual test match be played there at That would be so good. You know, especially against Canada because it's close by the borders, not too far away. There's so many French Canadians in the area. I think that would be a, a home a run um for that for sure we got another one from our good friend joseph ling chiming in here any info on supplemental draft for miami is that going to take place tk yes okay. it will be taking place um in the near future early august i believe and we're all going to similar it'll be similar to some of the other expansion drafts like the dallas one that we've had in the past where you've got to nominate five players that they are able to converse with um, and sure. stuff like that. And, you know, teams typically find all sorts of weird and wacky ways of getting around that, nominating players that are retiring or injured or definitely not, not leaving. But, you know, we're definitely, I think most teams have put forward a couple of guys who, you know, that would be a good new home for them for whatever reason. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, appreciate that information here. We got a, maybe a couple more here. Let's see. Uh, we've already answered one of these in terms of the uh, Free Jacks needs for 2024 here. Uh, here's a, here's one. Uh, can TK describe the scouting process for college players? What does that look like? Hours in the film room or and emails or out in the field? What's that look like for you, TK? Yeah, essentially, it's quite a fun process. Uh, you receive the an updated, a regularly updated um, list of of um, entries, I guess, um, into the draft and or draftees. And there's the most of them have film attached, some don't, some you've got to go digging. But I usually make a few phone calls around the various um, collegiate areas of the game and, and find out, you know, what they think of, of um, you know, the, the draftees and then watch a bunch of film. Then we start calling and then we try to rank them. So, sort of one through, you know, if it's 39 um, picks. And we've got the 39th one through 39. We try to get them all ranked and work out, you know, that according to what we need. Um, and then the other thing we'd like to do as well is work out the next 20 or so below that and try to get on the phone to as many of them as possible and say, hey, look, uh, we think you've got something. Um, we'd love you to come out into our area. This is what happens with rugby in our area. Here are some local clubs and get, get those guys out there. So it's a big process. It takes definitely tens and tens of hours uh to get through it all but um that's no, pretty it's pretty cool part of the job of the job uh, i appreciate that that's great information here just a couple more uh in terms of the actual domestic players that are necessary on the roster here it says 10 of the game day 23 have to be american eligible right so can you just kind of explain like the the domestic requirements and then the international slots that we have on the free jacks yeah so um Yes, they have to. Be, Ten of your match day, twenty-three have to be uh, North American eligible. So either uh, eligible to play for Canada um, or America, uh, the United States. So uh, this year you can trade those as it stands as well. So this year we traded with Toronto and Dallas to acquire two 
extra foreign spots. And I think one of the reasons we did that is because we came into the league, the league a little bit later. Um, a, a good number of the domestic players had already been accounted for mm-hmm. uh, across various teams. So we felt as though to be competitive, we really needed to attain, you know, one or two extra spots. Whereas I feel now, you know, there's a bit of appeal to, to, to be part of this uh, organisation and, and potentially we don't need those quite so much, which will be good. Um, but yeah, that, that's how it, how it rolls. Excellent. So um, appreciate all of your information tonight. You've been fantastic and generous with your time. Any message yeah, you have out there for the Rangers the, that you wanted to throw out there before we exit the video? Yeah, I think, um, look, one of the big appeals uh, of being a free jack is the community and, and uh, Fort Quincy. Um, you know, without giving too much away, I think there might be some upgrades. Um taking place to Fort Quincy, which is pretty exciting. And like, I'm really excited to collectively, you know, keep giving us everything and, and making it bigger and better. And um, yeah, look, th- thanks everyone. Thanks to you two and Dave and uh, the, the Dave's um, for, mm-hmm. you know, all your time and effort. And um, it really helps us uh, make this what we want it to be and, and gives it a lot of validity. So, hey, I really appreciate it. And, and thanks everyone. All right. Thank you. We- that being said, thank you, TK, of course. Uh, I've got one word for everybody out there in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah.